Leadership is not about titles, positions, or flowcharts. It is about one life influencing another. John Maxwell. My name is Thandor, and I enjoy walking in the woods. I'm Fezzik, and I love wandering the world. And then if we find orcs, great, we'll get time. Well, I am Corin, a gnome with anger issues who spontaneously bursts into other animal forms uh, when things annoy him. I play Stanton Hopperfield, who at this point is the Lifefoot Halfling Ranger. Time to go back to Wayslaw with me, Dungeon Master Dave, Seth, Chris, George, and Rachel as we explore Leaders and Legacies, a real play 5e audio podcast okay so i i turn around to everybody else going how much do you guys trust me implicitly of course i trust you i i, I do not know you but they seem to trust you uh so i am going to cast uh a level four fog cloud on the arrowhead uh so there is a the range or the the width of the arrow or the fog is now a hundred feet in diameter around us and it's a a dense like san francisco like thick fog so once you get up close in it yes you can see but the William Boyce, getting a Boy Scout much. to rescue him in London fog. Right, got it. Let's stay with the same yeah, theme yeah. here. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. We're, we're going Lon- London fog everywhere within uh, essentially 80 okay. feet around us. And this fog moves, you said? It, it will move with me as I okay. hold the arrow. Then let's go. <laughs> we, um, I actually need a minute because I am casting motivational speech. I'm going to need a drink for this. Let's go. Let's hear it. Oh, there. <laughs> and while he's doing that, I'm actually going to do lay on hands as well. And I'll split. Uh, I'll give Marcus uh, eight and I'll take five, uh, seven. Uh, looks like I gave him 12 because he was down to six. 20. So, okay. So he's up to 20. All right. So Thandor, uh, please give us the content of that. Or at least the idea of the culmination where it builds to at the end of the motivational speech. And we just survived a massive fight, but we still have time to go and a little bit more distance. And remember, if we work as a team, we can get this done. So five temporary hit points. Yay, I'll take them. So am I understanding this right? You all get five, I just... I just put it in chat. You all, everyone gets five temporary hit points. Right, but it also says if we get hit by something, that we get advantage on the on our next attack roll. Correct? Yes, but we're not going to okay. get hit because we're going to make it to the base. Let's go. Let's hope not. I don't have a whole lot. Of Mar- Marcus kind of looks at you like that's where my temple is. Mostly orcs. You know what, Thandor? I am feeling very, very motivated. Thank you very much. We're going that way. <laughs> okay. You're going to continue forward towards the uh, the grove. Yep, continue forward. Um, I, I, I'm just going to kind of grab hold of the what, where I think the main of the centaur is, or of Tidius, and just kind of like hold on. 
It's like you you don't have a mane to hold. I'm I'm used to horses with manes. Sorry, my apologies. Are, are you still in bear form? <laughs> no, I, I switched out of bear form back into gnome so that I could cast fog. You should take a tail because there's really no mane. Try to take a tail. Are are, are you? Uh... Are you looking for a ride, my friend? Well, to be honest with you, I'm normally the ride. I'm just also blind. So I felt the hooves, but I didn't know the top half of you was human. And I'm a little confused by that because I've never met a centaur before. I see. Uh, well, you are, since you're blind, you are welcome to, to climb on my back and you can ride with me. Uh, Thandor and I, one discreet move, boost him onto uh, Titus's back. Basically, where you're heading is straight ahead, maybe a tenth of a mile forward. You're eventually going to come to kind of a protected archway um, that's in the rocks that kind of pushes it through to more trees and a grove. But, you know, it's a very defendable spot for the grove to be in. You all need to shoot for kind of a big stone door that's bolted in place to kind of hold that, that shut. You need to make your way to the door. They'll drop the door and let you all in. There are sounds of battle as if uh, some folks have come forthly, you know, buy you time to uh, get in, but you probably will need to join the melee when you arrive. You got the big the big cloud of fog. Are you ready to move out? Hally ho, let's go. I'll let you guys figure out how you want this to work. So you've got you know, lots of fog, you're pushing through trees. Tell me, tell me how this works for you all. Well, Titus knows where we're going. Effectively, Corin is our, you know, is our Smoke screen. Smoke screen. Yep. So we're just keeping up with keeping up with the horses. So I'll, I'll go in front. The uh, flame uh, flame spirit is is right next to me. Okay, flame spirit's still there. Okay. Yeah, it lasts for an hour. I assume it's not been an oh, hour. Oh yeah, I assume it's it's a little bit of a flaming beacon in the middle of fog. Uh, probably yeah, it would still be obscured, but it would be an orangish part where everything else is grayish. So don't have it walk right next to you. Have it walk like 20 feet to the left. Good idea, my friend. And I'll, I'll command the spirit to move off. Right, so it's not an attack. They're attacking it. Yes, we're moving as fast as we can in the fog. So, you know, after you know, a minute or two of moving, you're not really moving through the fog, with the fog. The sounds of you know, a pitched battle um, you know, does seem to be happening. You know, Marcus turns to you, you know, that sounds like you know, many of my orc brethren engaged with whatever is out there. Well, we're still moving. I mean, what, what more can we do? <laughs> we're just going. Marcus is like, I, I, I must go to help. And you see him bolt off, try to help. His choice. Wait, we got to keep going. We keep going. Nothing else will catch up to him. That good as we put healing into him. So I assume anything that would fire into it would fire into the uh, cloud with disadvantage. That That's how I interpret it. So, yep. You uh, begin to, to notice that the arrows and different things are entering into the fog as you move closer. You, you know, it sounds like the battle is almost happening all around you. You know, hear Christ you know, off to your right more where it sounds like the battle is going poorly for the living participants in the battle. Um, and you hear a little bit of celebration off to the left as it sounds to be going a little bit better over there. Um, and yeah, that's generally the direction that Marcus had headed off into. And let's see, at, the, at, you know, at that point, one of the things that the, 
you see as you're approaching through the fog, probably, you know, something with legs similar in size to Phil standing in front of you. But it's got its back to you, because you can see that the boots are pointed, you know, in the direction you're attempting to go. Moving in the direction we're trying to go. It's not moving. It's standing there as if waiting for, you know, orders. Can we see what else is around? Should we, right, can we just go around it? As a halfling, I can go through it. <laughs> what are you guys looking at? I think, I think anybody who's medium or smaller can go through it. This is like an archway. It's tall enough, yeah, but it's definitely boots <laughs> that you see in the fog ahead of you. So you're going to try to stealth by? Yeah, are you going to go left, right? Might have something for this thing. I'm out of that level spell, so I don't have anything. Uh, I, I, the challenge is we're already, in a, we're already in a ball of fog, so for me to cast Pass Without Trace, all it really does, please tell me if I'm wrong, is basically just make us more invisible within a ball of fog, right? Right, but we'd also get a plus 10 bonus to any dexterity checks. All right, well then I... So. I pull out the little. I pull out my little clump of uh, burnt mistletoe and a sprig of spruce, and I start making the uh, pass without trace. Self and my group for an hour. Is everybody roll stealth against this creature's perception? Twenty-five. Twenty-two. Eighteen. That's what that. That's at disadvantage. Then. Thank you. Nineteen. Yeah. Did any? Did anybody get below a fifteen? No. No. You're able to pass it by. You eventually get up to what Tedius and Marcus tell you is the door. You know, it is closed. Somewhere up above, you know, maybe 10 or 12 feet above you, you hear a you know, a, a very high-pitched voice uh, screams down, Stanton, just like you to try to sneak through a battle. Are you not going to help them? I was going to help them from the inside, but there's only one way we can fix that. Get down here and open the door, young man. I sent you help, Tadius. Did you not tell him it would help if you all cleared the space before you came in? Ah, uh, the space wasn't cleared when we arrived, so we brought the party with us. We were trying to sneak you in stealthily, but uh, we could hear you stomping through the forest quite loudly as you battled your way through here. Let's get inside and finish this discussion on the other side of this door, okay? Roll history for me real quick. Ten. This is the voice of Omega Atkins. He is one of the druid, or part of your pack to protect nature. And yeah, you and Omega have not always gotten along. So he is relishing this. And in fact, we'll probably not open the door until you've at least tried to engage and help. Yeah, because he's just that much of a jerk. So no door opening? He's going to make me beg. Do you want me to cast Catapult at him and send a rock his way? Uh, maybe as maybe may, maybe when we leave, but right now we need to, we need to get everyone else inside here and get healed up. So, is he like right on the edge of the of the wall? He's at the top of the wall, looking down at us. How high is that wall? I think I said he's about fifty. Yeah, the voice sounded like it's about fifteen feet above you. And he's technically not on the wall. He's talking to you through what sounds like an arrow slit. Can I see him? Can I visually see him? Yeah, not through the fog. No, okay. Oh, that's right. The fog's there. Then how do you know it was us? Yeah, well, you'll find out in a little bit. <laughs> He's a jerk, but a confident jerk. Tell you what, I'll even help you out a little bit. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to save it just in case they break in here. I'm 
part of the last stand if they were to try to breach this place. You hear him encant something magical, and you know he drops a pile. Oh no, it's just three. Um, uh, he's like, there, there's some magic stones. They'll help you. He drops three little pebbles <laughs> down to your feet. Don't say I didn't help. Gee, thanks. And this is the person we're here to save? I don't need saving. Not yet. The orcs out there that are defending your approach, they might need a little help. Like I said, a competent jerk. All right, we picked the stones up. What, are, what, are, what am I seeing? What are we examining? Do you know that he has cast magic stone? <laughs> that were you to throw these, they would do 1d6 plus 1 damage um, to anything they hit. I throw one back through the window. All right, yeah, roving attack. Ranged attack. Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> and your friends aren't helping you. Anybody who knows yeah, magic I can uh, uh, detect that, you know, he just healed himself with a little magic as well. Let us in. We need some healing before we can fight more. Tell you what, I'll let you in if Stanton stays out. No. Fine. Fine. Just get this over with. Tell you what, since you're so afraid to go face them, I'll join you. You all see a shadow jump gliding down an owl and appears next to you and pleased to meet you uh i am omega and with that he you know, leaps into the air flies off always want to make an entrance he heads towards the group that's not doing so well at the south what was that thing that that thing it was omega atkins who like me is another warden sworn to protect the area and like i said a competent jerk but yes, it was an owl. Just like I'm a halfling. I, I am very confused. We have a horse, an owl. What other creatures are we gonna find? Uh, more will be revealed, depending who else comes to our aid. That being said, we need to go. We, we need to go straighten this mess out. Does this mean we gotta follow? How bad? How bad is everybody? Here, screaming off to the south. Um, and you also see, like, this huge cylinder of light comes slamming down out of the sky, and it illuminates the fog to your south. Um, so, yeah, that might be either leave you all to deal with the giant Bechum snuck pads, or go to help the, the people that are now to the right if you're, uh, if you've turned around. <laughs> to the left. We should go help Marcus. Where did Marcus go? Yeah, Marcus went to, you know, the north or what would be your right. And I'm assuming for our purposes, that's away from Omega. That is away from Omega, yes. <laughs> going to right sounds fine with me. Let's go. Can I, uh, Dave, can I ask you a quick question? So where... I, they sent me out to, to find these guys, right? So where would my loyalties lie? Roll a real quick history check for me. Yeah, you know that, yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah, that you have been charged as one of the Druids of Destiny. To, you know, help preserve nature anytime that nature calls and that your group, you know, is in the final line between, um, it, you know, the, what that your leader 
happens to be the warden of the North March, you know, the uh, the unofficial leader because you know he is tied to you know the the royal bloodline that uh, helped form your group and bring them together to protect nature and all of the nation. In this situation, I would follow the group because I, I would want to help Stan. Your mother was the one that passed all of this down to you, so you've heard of many of Stanton and uh, Balanox's exploits, and uh, you know that. Um, yeah, that this group always stands for what is right. Cool. No, I just wanted to make sure that it, it would make sense for me to, to go with the group. So we are heading off to the group to the north. Is your fog cloud heading with you? Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, do you guys want me to dispel it? I thought it might be kind of cool, actually, if I could shoot it at something and have the fog go with it and fog that area. It's got to be within 120 feet of me. Well, yeah, but I could totally do that. I just thought that might be kind of cool looking. It would be a short shot. Yeah, who cares? Maybe I get close to these things anyway, right? It'd be one thing if there's a... We have a habit of doing that. So I guess the question for you guys would be, do you want damage or do you want healing? Well, I'm still in pretty good shape. How's everyone else? Healing. Yeah, I'm... I'm at at 15 out of 62 with my plus 5. Just so you guys know, I'm down to... You're 1-5? Yes. Healing? Okay. Well, then it's got to be... Then you've got to go Fezzik and uh, Tigeson. I'm pretty good at 67. All right, so I will go ahead and cast Cure Wounds on Fezzik. Thank you. Uh, You get back uh, 24, or sorry, 20 points of healing. Nice. Uh, Tidius, how are you? I'm at 39 out of 70. All right, I will go ahead and do the same for you. Uh, Unfortunately, you only get back 19. I'll take it. Not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. I like it. I am going to slide off of Tidius and do my extended concentration and see where I can find the nearest group of people. There's nothing within 60 feet. You you know, even from just the, the audio of it all, you know, you would uh, you know, say they're probably at least two to 300 feet away. And, you know, you do, I guess, or as you're kind of walking that direction, you know, you do notice that whatever battle is, you know, is taking place in the trees right. ahead. So I think Corrin's having a bit of a panic attack because he can't feel where everything is, and he's never been in a full-scale battle. What's your panic attack looking like? Like, can I tell you're having a panic attack, or are you just kind of, like, freezing up there? Uh, I'm kind of freezing up. Uh, I got down on the ground to try and see if I could feel anything around me that I could actually fight, and I'm not feeling anything. I can hear it all going on around me, but I can't see any of it. Uh, I'm going to get as close to Gorn as uh, I can without startling him. I'm going to basically, you know, since he's down on the ground, I'm going to kneel down to him. And I'm going to get near his ear, and I'm going to basically say, you've done an incredible job so far. You've gotten us here. We only have a little bit more to go. I know you can do it. I appreciate everything you've done so far. Thank you. I pat him on the back gently, and I get him. I reached down and offer him my hand. Come on, Corn. We got this. Let's go. And remember my speech from earlier. We can do this as a team. You were so inspired by that. And remember, if we work as a team, we can get this done. Off into battle. Off to battle. All right, let's uh, head on in. All right, so as you're approaching, it's getting closer and closer. Um, I guess, you know, Corin, are you going to drop the uh, the fog or... You're going to keep it up and let it roll over the battle? I'm going to keep it going until Fezzik or Stanton tell me to drop it. If nothing else, it interferes with archers, so... Okay, yeah, so you guys keep moving. 
are you guys kind of spread out a little bit so that you're moving forward through the trees parallel or are you single file so that they can you know indiana jones you know shoot you do you do you want me to send the spirit up ahead as well yes i would keep the spirit just a little ways away from the group picture it's almost like a skirmish line the spirit has gone up ahead of us and then we in turn are kind of in effectively a horizontal line but spread out so we're not touching each other but still as close as we can within the ball of fog mm-hmm. yeah walking forward in slow-mo with your weapons you know being <laughs> about to be drawn yeah everybody roll perception for me as, as you kind of move forward with the fog 20 24 17 12 17 all right so you're, you're the one who spots it you see what looks like leaning up against the tree. There's a uh, orc appears to be, you know, kind of filled with arrows laying up against a tree. Um, but you can see that the, the, they're still moving. All right. So where, how close are we to at this point? So yeah, you're about 20 feet away. And as you get closer, it'll it it it, it it'll come more into contrast. Okay. So we, as we we're moving up, then we see this orc and basically. He's, Standing, leaning against a tree, sitting down, uh, obviously. Basically where the roots kind of form, you know, a, I forget what you would call it, um, or a niche. He's rest. He's resting there. Sees you and says, you know, the enemy's hiding in the trees. Do you have an idea how many? Sadly, I think it's only one or, or one or two. One or two of what? If I could tell you that, I would have <laughs> not been laying here filled with whatever these bolts are. I understand. And they look a lot when you're close up to the same kind of bolts that were hitting Titius um, back. The first time. All right. So I'm actually going to cast Cure Wounds on him. All right. How much does he get back? 1d8 plus 8. So he gets back 10 points of damage. Or right. He climbs to his feet. We have to help the others and then we can retreat. Where are the others compared to you? Uh, Marcus is over there. He joined us. And was helping his brother, Timon. Shelby, can you, you kind of gesture off screen? Where was he pointing? Yeah, he off to the left. He points kind of to where the trees thicken. All right, let's head that way. I lean in a little closer to Fezzik. Is he an orc? Yeah. Going off of smell, you smell a lot of pine. For him. What does what does uh, Tidius's spirit see? Wait a second. I, I smell a lot of pine. Pine. Like pine trees. Um, Tidius, your spirit, it's fire, right? Yeah. Do you have a horn to sound a retreat for the orcs? Good question, would I? Um, roll a, you know, it would be a good roll for that. Just a roll percentile dice to see, to see, yeah. See how likely it is that you have uh, yeah, this item on you. Well, I, I, I rolled a 97, so clearly I have one. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're in a pine forest, aren't we? This is very. This is going to be very undruid-like of me, but um, we can use druidcraft to regrow the wood afterwards. But undead things hate fire. We're in an extremely flammable forest... If we can pull the orcs out, could we set like a wall of fire in the area? Uh, it's for the greater good, Gorn. Go ahead. Well, we've already got a fire spirit a little ways down the path. I 
Right. I get I get what you're trying to do. Uh Tidius, the sound the sound retreat, let's regroup. Okay. I will uh give the instructions to the spirit to uh run through the woods and, and kind of almost bellow, you know, as he's, as he's running. Play, yeah, play, play fire tag. Touch everything. Yeah, little, 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 little spirit, little uh, seeds of flame shooting everywhere. And, uh, I will sound my horn. I hold it and you see my chest puff out and there's a great blow. And, Okay, yeah, and then you guys are going to retreat? We're going to regroup. We don't retreat. We regroup. We're advancing in a different direction. That's right, you're advancing <laughs> towards safety? Corin feels very dirty right now, by the way. <laughs> As a druid, just inciting a forest fire on purpose. It's the greater good. It's the greater good. You do hear uh, the, uh, the sound of people who know what this retreat horn is. Return to defend the temple! You hesitate a second. You begin to see you know, the forms of orcs moving to your right and to your left, uh, heading back towards the, the temple gate. All right, let's regroup with the rest. Let's regroup with the rest. Let's go. Corin, we can probably drop the fog so that we can see what's happening. The fog is slowly being replaced by the smoke of um, pine trees. Okay, so yeah, I, I dispel it. I let it fade. Um, I'm trying to feel if there is like any, I, I can kind of feel the, the chaos of the, the orcs running back to the temple. Um, but is there like a a line of oncoming troops coming with them? There appears to be like ghouls seem to be following. Um, some of them are on fire now because they just kind of pressed forward. Um, there seems to be some shadow creatures that are attempting to follow. Um, yeah, the more concerning thing for anybody who's turned and is heading back, you know, um, re- to the regrouping point, <laughs> can see that the, you know, that the group at the, the, the main doorway is engaged with that giant, which now clearly, now that there's no fog, is a frost giant skeleton. Um, so Corin is going to go Teddy Rockspin again. Um, and I'm going to jump back in, burn my last wild shape, and cast enlarge while I'm doing it okay. uh, yep. to go into my 20 foot bear form. And then I'm going to go body check the frost giant into the mountainside or into the rock face. Right now, the giant does seem to be trying to hit this Alan that is flying around and flinging fire at him. <laughs> Maybe I should stop. No, no, he, to be fair, to be fair, he's a competent jerk. Okay, fine. I, w- I will attempt to body check the uh, the giant. Yeah, yeah I guess, yeah, since he's engaged with the owl, and, um, give me just uh, an attack roll. Um, see if, you know, um, how well you do in slamming into him. All right, unarmed attack. Uh, 19. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, you have engaged. <laughs> 19 is a solid hit. Yep, give me some damage. All right. And I guess you're going to try to push him over, so then give me a strength check as well. Okay, uh, so pose it is. damage for that is 2d6. 
So plus four, so 15 damage. Um, and then a strength check. Uh, it's a 10. Wait, 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 wait. You got you got a motivation? Yeah, not, not, not overly impressive on the strength side of things. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. I, uh, and I also have advantage yep. on strength checks. Yeah, so do it yep, again. Yep, yep, yep. Come on. Uh, yeah, no. The 10 was the better number. So much for my 20s. Oh, well. <laughs> well yeah, you, did do, you did, did do some damage, and you got its attention off the Allen. The Allen kind of points, the door is open. Everyone back inside. We'll hold this. And he looks at you, Corn. And unfortunately, at the same moment that he looks at you, the frost giant skeleton also looks at, at you. Please make a um, constitution saving throw. 20. All right, good. <laughs> um, you are not uh, paralyzed, and you don't take 35 damage from uh, cold. You know, it, it, but you do feel this cold blast all around you. Um, as, Whoops. You know, it's scare. <laughs> it tries to take you down. Um, uh, let's see. Everybody else, what are you all doing? <laughs> oh, Corn and... Uh, um, Omega have uh, you know, this uh, giant. We are we are continuing to regroup in good order, and we are trying to move towards the open door in such a way that we are, you know, maintaining discipline and getting in, making sure that we can bring everybody who is, you know, in as best as we can, making sure we're not leaving any survivors outside that could become, you know, zombie sickles and everything else like this. So. There you go. So, yeah, Corin, you, yeah, Omega kind of, you know, the eye contact makes you and I, we got this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, roll another attack if you would like to try to, to uh, damage it and knock it over. Everybody else, I assume you're trying to scramble inside. I'm going to draw my bow. I'm still running. I got time draw my bow and shoot it. So, Corin, if you'd like, go ahead and you know, do another attack. And I guess anybody else will roll initiative after this, this attack. All right, so this is going to be my my full multi-attack. Uh, that would be a uh, 21 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, so that's 13 damage. Okay. Oh, sorry, wait a minute. Um, that is a 16 to hit. 16 to hit, yeah. Okay, so... Um, that is 13 damage, so we're up to 26, and then there are 2d4 that go with this. Okay. Uh, so 33 points of damage total. Okay. Excellent. All right, everybody else roll initiative. Anybody who wants in? And Fezzik will start with you. Oh, yeah, did you just roll 23? I did. (laughs) I wish the crit was like on a hit dance, like a hit die, but I'll take it. <laughs> All right, so I have a 23. Yeah. 18. All right, yeah, um, let's see. Yeah, you have an 18.19. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, we gotta work on that. Uh, let's see, yeah, Tedious, what did you get? 10. 10? Okay. Uh, I got a 14. Yeah, I got you there. It's 14. And 
Do we see Marcus? Um, yeah, Marcus is holding the door and kind of, you know, helping people through. Okay, fine. Um, in fact, he, he had been carrying a, a wounded companion. Uh, All right, I wasn't sure you're tracking for additional purposes or not. Yeah, now we're going to keep him out, keep it simple. Uh, okay. Um, so, Fezzik, you are up first again. All right, Firebolt, Firebolt. Ugh, seven and a nine. Um, yep, those are misses. Figured. Never mind. <laughs> Duck behind a tree. <laughs> All right. Um, Corin, I believe that puts you up next. All right. Uh, I am going to use my multi-attack again. Uh, that is a 20. Uh, for the first one, and a nat one for the second. Okay, so the first one was a 20. Yeah. At the hit. All right, so that is a total of 14 damage. Nice. Um, all right, so, so that was Corrin's turn. Coming from the trees. Yeah, the tree line. Um, does a 14 hit two Corrin? Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah, okay, yeah, you take 13 points of necrotic damage. As uh, one of those bolts hit you. Um, and he, acts, he misses with the second attack. And um, let's see, how does he study? Uh, 17 for 15 more. So the first one hit me for. 15. Okay. And then you said 7 more? Um, I believe 17 more. Stanton, I believe you're up. Okay, now you were just describing an attack that was coming from the woods. Is that closer to me than our possible attack on... Yeah, the giant is the, the closest th- ongoing concern. You can't see where these are then, coming from. Then, I'm, then that's, where I, that's where I'm aiming. So in this case, for, first first shot at the, at the giant skeleton. Uh, 15 hit. There you go. Um, 15 is a hit. Okay, good. So first, so piercing damage, that's 12 points of piercing damage, and then a little flame damage here. Only one point of flame damage. My extra attack. Yep. Okay, uh, that would be, well, that's a 20. That's going to, that's a dirty 20 now, so. 30, 20, for uh, 12 more points of piercing damage and one and some more flame damage. Come on, come on, come on, that's good. Five more points of flame damage. And at this point then, I'm just trying to survey who's there and trying to shield, trying to, you know, motion as I can to get people past me into the doorway. Yeah, and you know, Marcus is right there. He's helping other people through. And you can see that the people that are coming through are starting to slow. Um, starting to slow is in less of them are coming through, or more or less if you um, Slow as in that you know they as they're doing kind of quick head counts. It's like that's that's almost everybody. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah, um, and you know people then start to account for uh, people that they saw fall out there. Um, 
Um, let's see. So yeah, the ghouls continue to move. They're moving, flaming through. So yeah, they're taking damage as they go, but they're not close enough yet. Thandor. I am going to cast the Sonnet Whispers on the giant. Does it have to make a? Uh... So it has to do a Wisdom saving throw. One second, Wisdom saving throw, or take three d six psychic damage. And it must immediately use its reaction to move far away from me as possible. Okay. So what's your, what's your DC? My DC. It has to do a sixteen. Okay. Yeah, it only got twelve. Oh. Eight points of damage. Okay, yeah, and you know, it, it now tries to move away from you. Yep. Does that give the Owlin and uh, Core an attack opportunity? Um, it would if it's trying to move away from him, yes. So, uh, yeah, I guess Core, if you'd like to go first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to hit with my, like, nine, but I appreciate the option. <laughs> Well, the Alan happens to be a warcaster, so he's going to use his reaction. Oh, why? He's going to target it with dragon breath, and he's going to choose fire. So he hits it with this huge cone of fire for 10 points of damage, and it continues to move away slowly, but it is clothing, at least, is now partially on fire on its upper chest area. For my bonus action, Dave, I would like to cast Healing Word on um, on my gnome friend, who's now a bear. And Seth, you get ten points of ten points of healing. Excellent, because the bear was looking very rough. <laughs> and that makes it Omega's turn. So Omega is going to going to hit him. He likes to cast Moonbeam. He loves it. So he's going to slam it down. So it makes a constitution saving throw, but it still takes seven points of which is enough. And you just see the giant kind of get hit by this huge beam of light and then topple forward. Um, and as he does so, the burning uh, that was happening from you know, the, 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 um, the dragon's breath um, catches the trees on fire near him, and uh, at that point, Omega turns and looks. Everybody inside. Uh, I think this is our last chance to get out before we re-engage. Let's go inside. Stanton, Omega lands down by you, and uh, why don't you stay at the door with me here, Stanton, for a moment while the others go in. I only hope you know I was joshing with you a little bit before, but uh, you know how serious things are right now, do you not? Of course I do. Well, yeah. Can I just warn you that when you get inside, things will get even more serious. So I'm looking at uh, the surrounding area. Is this like an entryway into a mountain hold? It's, yeah, into a mountain hold, but maybe a few hundred feet in. There's kind of, a, you know, the mountain forms a bowl, and there's a grove in in there that is exposed to the mountains above, but that they use this as a fortification um, to, to hold them off. So me fortifying the gate wouldn't really do much good. No, yeah, they're they're able to. You, know, you you think that they would be able to seal it pretty well? They've kept them out so far. Okay. You get in, you see, you know, a, a couple other druids. Anybody but Stanton who wants to can roll a perception. It makes you see the aliens before I do. <laughs> so the moment. Uh, Corrin's kind of distracted by the skeleton going down, and the moment he sees the skeleton going down, he kind of realizes what he just did and immediately 
falls back over top of, kind of stands over Fezzik and Thandor, uh, waiting for everybody else to go in, and then it's kind of the last one shuffling in with them. Yep, yeah, so you, you, but you all do notice Omega and um, Stanton kind of waiting to be the last to go in. You're going in, you're seeing other druids as well as some clerics here, a bunch of orc soldiers, you know, are, are in here and they're kind of getting ready to seal the door as soon as you know, the last folks are in. Omega goes after you and, uh, you know, I guess I assume you're going to step through and kind of take the space in. We need, yeah, we, we need to regroup. So we go in. So, yeah, when you step in, Stanton, you immediately lock eyes with your wife and we'll end there. Today is April 16th, and it's a day upon which the District of Columbia celebrates Emancipation Day. On this very day in 1863, President Lincoln declared slaves within the nation's capital free. A cause worth celebrating, and while there's still work that needs to be done to make sure that life is equal for all of us, this is a great and momentous moment and a day worth celebrating. I also would wish to celebrate alongside of those of you who are celebrating Easter and Passover. Are you a fan of Leaders and Legacies? Are you sitting in your kitchen going, hmm, if only I had a Gateway of the Gods mug I could drink from? Or maybe even a t-shirt that I could spill that coffee on and have to clean and take off and put on my Leaders and Legacies hoodie? I'd really like all this stuff to feature the Gateway of the Gods artwork. Well, now you have the opportunity to get everything from a one-shot t-shirt to a onesie for your baby with the amazing art of the Gateway of the Gods on it. Just head over to our Tee Public store and check out all of the various options we've got. That's teepublic.com slash leadersandlegacies. We know you're out there looking to support us, so there's many different ways in which you can support us. One of the ways is with dollars. If you join our Patreon, you actually get our early access to episodes as well as cool merch that's available nowhere else and many, many other things. So go over to patreon.com slash leadersandlegacies to find out more about that. Um, you can also help us in ways that don't involve money. You know, writing a review, making sure that you download episodes each week on your favorite podcatcher, or just by introducing us to someone else who hasn't listened before and making them a regular listener. Now all the legal bits. We are not affiliated with the Boy Scouts of America or Wizards of the Coast, although we do recommend that your life will be better with them in it, so please support and participate with them. All of our music is licensed from Soundstripe.com. Additional images are licensed from Shutterstock.com. Our logo was created by Catherine Evans. 
Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Leaders and Legacy. And make sure that you subscribe to our blog at leadersandlegacies.com. And never forget to remember... Answer the call of nature. The horse and I were all the same.